Hello and welcome everybody. This is Ali Khan and joining me is Simone Fenton Jarvis and you're listening to Shape Your Work. So we took a little break and we listened to a number of conversations, comments that we got back from a number of people and thank you very much to all the listeners that did that. And we sat down and we thought about things and we've decided to start this second series which is going to be called Diary of an Employee. Because if we look at uh, the world's literature, it's always tending to be largely about the managers and the leaders. You know, they make up less than 1% of the workforce, and they seem to take over 99% of the articles, the literature, the social networks, the advice, the guidance, the advice libraries, the resources at work. What about being a great follower? What about being a great employee? So that's what we're going to explore in this second series. So thank you very much for joining us. And we're not going to do it alone. We're also going to do it with a few guests. We're going to try to bring it to life through real experiences. And you can listen in and hopefully take away some of their lived experiences and their guidance as well. So, Simone, let's um, let's get back into the groove, hey? I've been, I think I've been to two different, three different continents in the last, uh, uh, last uh, since we spoke. So, what have you been up to? A little jet setter, aren't you? Um, that makes me sound like I've done nothing. Um, I have been actually just taking a little bit of a break, um, just sitting back, reading, listening to podcasts, just trying to re-energize myself um, and just trying to get used to autumn as well. It's um, these dark nights are, are tough. Definitely, I can I can definitely relate. I, I came back from uh, somewhere that was uh, 28, 29, 30 degrees, balmy every single day. Got back to the UK, five degrees. <laughs> so I'm yeah. definitely still acclimatizing. So let's hear. Let's go straight to our very, very first guest for this Diary of an Employee series. I'm introducing Syme Khan. So Syme, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Right, sure. So um, I'm Syme Khan. I, I, I'm a data analyst at Unilever, and I've been here for over a year now. And so I spent four months in the supply chain procurement team, and then I transitioned over to the ice cream data team in Unilever. Um, before that, I did multiple internships, including things like small marketing internships, um, business internships. So I probably did about two, three. Uh, and I also you know, went to school, but then I thought, what can I do instead of going to university? And so I chose going into uh, uh, straight into the work world. That's really interesting, Syme. So I guess you are really um, fresh into the world of work and you are also, I think, a fantastic representation of vocation, not going down the academic route, but learning about real um, academic uh, aspects of your work, your business through the work itself. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I've always... Even speaking with people and reading from people like Naval Ravikant uh, and Stephen Bartlett and many other kind of inspirations, they've always talked about two different types of knowledge. 
empirical and conceptual and you can either go to university and learn from books about things that were done 30, 40 years ago and you can sit down and keep revising these things or you can go out there and make the mistakes and maybe cost the company a bit of money uh, and time but ultimately you will learn so much more and so much quicker through the actual real life experience and so I think that's what drew me towards skipping the academic route but I, I do think there's a balance like Unilever give you so many different resources to be academic and study but also apply that knowledge uh, practically yeah I think you know that application of like the academia into the real world is the thing that kind of keeps getting missed I was talking about this the other day with somebody um and do you know what I was just thinking you know the how people say you know school are the best days of your life because when you head into work it just kind of all goes a bit downhill as you're fairly young and you're new to the world of work how you how are you finding it do you wish you could go back to school or are you enjoying the world of work good question i i was talking to somebody about this yesterday an ex-teacher of mine at the gym i bumped into and i was saying to him how i told another teacher I can't wait to leave. I'm never going to come back to school and I'm going to, you know, drive my nice Audi one day, hopefully, and think about how, how, how work is so much more fun. And the truth is, I do miss a lot of elements of school. I miss the good fun. I miss banter with my friends. But I think, I think, I think opportunity that I've got in the workplace is so much more, uh, uh, there's, it's a lot of it's more of a big opportunity in in life than I was at school. I was always kind of restricted to going into year eleven, going into sixth form, and so with life, it's always look. I can go into something really, really big, make some big moves towards uh, in my career, or I can, you know, either think about university next, which would take me to year two, year three. So I think I'm all. I think I I love the the real life career route because. It's, it's so much to do and that really excites me yeah i think like what you were saying there is like it's that choice flexibility freedom you know you you, you know what you want to achieve and then you, you head out and do it yeah definitely i agree yeah. so i guess yeah. a, a question i have um just thinking about this you know the youth of today heading straight from even from perhaps university um and, and i hire a lot of fresh graduates as well from different parts of the world and one of the things that you sometimes hear is that the starting point of getting into that first job, there's a lot of monotony. It's the same thing. How about you? What's your experience been like? And um, have, you know, how have you perhaps overcome some of that if you, if you have been feeling that? Yeah, I've definitely felt that. And I do believe it's normal to feel that. I've spoke to many kind of people who advise me in life and my career. And the thing that a lot of people have said to me, look, your first job will always be the roughest because you will always give, be given more of the admin tasks, the tasks that the senior people don't want to do as much and it will cost you more time. But those things will ultimately build that discipline. And so I, I understand the monotony aspect and I, I somewhat agree. In, in my old team, I found that... Um, People always want to give you tasks that um, save them time and don't really interest you as much. So, and in my new team, 
I've learned the art of communicating with my manager, communicating with my superiors that, look, I want to balance between uh, admin tasks and, you know, the things that require a lot of boring time and attention to, but also really fun tasks. Because I I think there's a rule, the 50% rule. If you do 50% of fun things and 50% of boring things, then that's a good really that's a good career balance. So I've always it's some sometimes you do think about the restriction that um, will this help me progress in my career? Are the things I'm learning will will they help me? And I feel like Unilever has been very supportive in that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear. Definitely. Like, what what advice would you give to other people in that situation? Just kind of like heading, you know, in from school into the workplace. What what kind of stuff have you learned that you'd pass to other people? The big piece of advice would be stick with it. There's so many times throughout this journey where I, yeah. you know, complain to my family, I'm going to leave this apprenticeship. I'm hundred percent leaving this, you know, this role. I'm I'm leaving the company because it's hard. It's challenging, and the truth is that's just genuinely part of the journey and. Having people around you is probably the best thing. Make sure you listen to the right people. You know, I've always, you know, there's some family members who have told me, look, go to university. It's not a smart idea doing, you know, going straight to work. You, you know, you're going to struggle in your future career. And the reason I don't listen to them as much is because they haven't been through what I've been through. They're like 30 years older than me. And back in their time, university was probably more essential to succeeding in life. And now times have changed. Bosses yeah. understand that there's a difference between just having experience and just having knowledge. So be, stick with yeah, it. Yeah. the right people around you. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And like, have you got a, a coach or a mentor that you kind of look up to in the workplace that you that you bounce ideas off? Yeah. So in Unilever, the the, the amazing thing about Unilever is that you have people similar to your age, people a bit older than you and people a lot older than you. And so I always ask them the same question, but I get different pieces of advice and try piecing them together. So my line manager, she's yeah. she gives me really, really good advice, probably a bit more mature advice than the other people. But the other people who are going through similar things give me good advice as well. But the biggest advisor, biggest coach would definitely be my father. I always, he gives me more honest advice. Because he can get away with saying, look, you're messing up here. You can't do this. You can do that. Whereas people in the workplace, I feel like, and respectfully so, they may, maybe, the, I, I appreciate real honesty, but I understand why a lot of people don't give real honest feedback because they may feel like it may jeopardize, yeah. somewhat affect the relationship. But with, with my father, I feel like he'll give me honest feedback and there's no personal, you know, there's no personal um, harm done. Sime, I'm starting to wonder if you're really 19 or a lot older. There's very, very wise words in there. So I'll tell you what we'll do. We're going to move on a little bit more and start to th understand a little bit more about, you know, that diary aspect. So what does a daily routine look like for you? Or what, what, what kind of life are you living at work? Let me just start with something really boring. Do you... Um, know how many fruit and vegetables you eat a day you eat the minimum of five definitely not i used to um, my dad's business partner used to give me advice on how to kind of 
optimize my health and I used to like, really be addicted to having fruits, having vegetables, doing cardio, doing weights and really optimize my time in, 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 in terms of health. But recently, over the past eight to nine months, I've seen a decline. But over the past month, I've started to eat more blueberries, more apples. So at the moment, it's probably averaging one to two vegetables a day, which, which is probably not great, but it's uh, slowly increasing. Very good. Okay. All right. So next question. You said a little bit about activity there. It's good to hear cardio. So do you, do you have a, a sense of how much moderate to vigorous exercise that you're getting on a daily basis? Do you think you're getting the minimum? I, I definitely am getting the minimum. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm getting the maximum. I I try to train six days a week minimum. And I I think about 25% of that time is rigorous activity, me running, me challenging myself. And that's through like weights. But I find weights a bit boring because when you're doing cardio, you can feel the pain, you can feel the stitches, you can you can feel the sweat dripping off. When you're doing weights, it's less it feels less rewarding. So but there, there needs to be a balance between both for me. So uh, I I think twenty five percent is rigorous and seventy five percent is uh, medium. Hey, doing really well so far. Okay, another question for you. Do you ever feel tired due to the lack of sleep? I've started to feel this a bit more recently in my, and I think that's probably because more of the pressure I put on myself. Sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough in my life. And so that's started to affect it. But I've started to meditate as well a bit more. And because of the activity later on in the day, I, I fall asleep a bit earlier. So... It, I think work does uh, and me challenging myself does affect that and has affected that. But usually I'm averaging between six to eight hours a night. Okay, so let's just take that one step further. Just really fast, um, a quick answers if you can to this then. Do you, do you find it hard to wind down? Yeah, and I think that's probably because I got my phone. Before I used to go on my phone, I don't know what it was. I used to go on my phone before, before I used to sleep, and I used to fall asleep straight away. But now I'm still up 15 minutes even after I put my phone down. And I think about how do I get to sleep again? How do I fall asleep? Okay, last question on this theme then, Simon. I'll hand over to Simone. Does your workplace support healthy behaviours? So are you getting reminders from your organisation or perhaps even your manager to find that balance, to get that rest, you know, good tips on health. More importantly, do the facilities look like they're making it easier for you to be healthier? Definitely. Uh, Unilever, and I think many of the great corporations do this, they invest a lot into apps like Headspace and uh, seminars. And I get, a, I get uh, an email every three days about join this seminar or attend this event on how you can improve this aspect of your life. But there's a, there's a lot of good things that the companies are doing. And I've said this before to some people, companies also need to focus on maybe a bit more individually, what can we do to help you individually? Because it's quite holistic, right? How do we help everyone doing the same thing? Everyone's not facing the same problems. No, definitely. Like, a bit of a questionnaire for you, like, see, see what you think. But let's say you're at work and somebody says to you, 
that, okay, we understand this challenge that you've got. We don't want you to speak to your manager. We want you to speak to your manager's manager. How would you feel? Very interesting question. I'd feel pretty confident. I feel Unilever have given a lot of opportunities for even the junior people to speak to seniors. And so I've, I've become very comfortable speaking to, you know, everyone at everyone at the office, whether they're a cleaner, whether they're, you know, the CEO, whoever it is, I feel very comfortable approaching them, talking to them. I, it would be difficult to go straight to my manager's manager because I've got so much respect for my manager. But I feel I feel somewhat comfortable approaching them. Yeah. I think like the, the status and reputation of, you know, like you said, you've got respect for your manager. Do you think that's been given or do you think they've very much earned it? They've definitely earned it. I've seen the effort that she puts in. I've seen how yeah. many people report to her and how many hours she puts right. in. So she's definitely earned it. I guess like day to day, do you see a difference in like productivity levels of people that want to, I guess, aspire, progress, climb up the organisation um, compared to those that are just kind of plodding along? Yeah, yeah, I've definitely seen that. I And I feel like that happened to me at one point as well. Uh, it's, it's quite normal. You see some people that are are there to for the next jump right and they and when they talk about it to them uh, they're very honest they're like look this isn't something i want to do and my my data coach has also told me that people within this organization and many other organizations are being let go at the moment because they found that people are costing a lot and what i've what i've tended to find what i've seen a lot is and within myself as well. I'll have three great days of just non-stop hard work and then there'll be one day where I just feel really unproductive and not don't feel like doing anything. So, yeah. Like when you're at work, do you have do you have friends at work? I've been talking about this this week about that importance of friendships at work. And last night actually I had um, I had some friends around my house and I looked around the table and and all five of them were from previous roles I've worked at. And I thought that's that's interesting that all friends at work that I'm now socialising with years on after working with them, if you uh, have you experienced that? Yeah, I, I work from home primarily, and then I go into the office every couple of weeks. It's, it's a bit more difficult to build a real bond where we can go out together. But when I when I am in the office and when I am face to face with people, we go out for meals, we have a good time, and. I've started to realize that I am making friends and not just colleagues because we do talk about personal topics, about our personal life, and we try adding value not just to each other's projects, we try adding value to each other's lives. Like That's really what, what I was going to go in with that was that in the remote world that I've been working in the last couple of years, I think it has been a lot more difficult to build relationships that are going to last years onwards. Um, it definitely for me feels a little bit more transactional and I think I'm looking forward to just kind of getting into some data around that as well and seeing the impact of that in years to come yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting if there was some sort of survey result on how how the you know the friendship impacts and relationship impacts of working from home Brilliant. Thank you very, very much. Time. This has been wonderful talking to you. There's so much more I think we can talk about. And what's wonderful from hearing um, you know, all of this is you, you might not be famous yet, but 
there's a lot of depth to what you've been talking about. And there's much more we could get into about career prospects and understanding whether you uh, know about what makes you tick at work, what makes you productive and how you build those relationships and so many more things that are fundamental to part of success for you, your team and the company. So thanks very, very much for your time. And to our listeners as well, thank you very much for joining us again. We, we will be working hard to try to bring you a number of different views from different people. Uh, and if you'd like to uh, put yourself forward for um, joining this interview and telling us a little bit more about your experiences uh, and your aspects of your diary uh, at, at work, please do get in touch. Remember, you can always uh, join us um, on the Shape Your Work LinkedIn channel. And we've got many other podcasts and topics accumulating that we're covering there. We've got lots of uh, other material that we're catching up. Uh, um, well, we're putting together for our, for our listeners as well. So you can always learn a little bit more about what makes you better at the workplace. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time.